and welcome back to the Raven Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I am your host, Steve Tiemann. And I am Farhan Coleman. And I'm Bryce Tufts. Jeremy's not here today, so I roped in a former host of the Raven Geeks, my good buddy Bryce. He was on last year for a bit. And cool. it, it was a lot of good times, a lot of spinning our wheels and talking about and not going r- random very stuff. Many places. Not going very many places. So hopefully we can do less of that tonight. So let's just get right in, into the news. It's about the journey, Steve. It is about the journey. So uh, Marvel Studios, they are, they. I don't know if this was like rumors or a, official announcement, but they are going to go forward with developing Shang-Chi, who is like a kung fu guy, I guess. He's just real good at martial arts, so he's... Probably going to be Iron Fist, only better. And that's on the what big I was screen. thinking. When I, I saw that story. Exactly I was like, that. he sounds very similar to Iron Fist. Yeah. So they are looking at casting an Asian or Asian American lead because, of course, you would. Because the last time they didn't do that, they were like, <laughs> why didn't you cast an Asian guy for this role? So yeah. that would make a lot of sense. I would be down with that. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the character. So as far as that I goes, I can't. Wait, do you have like, any? Oh, shoot. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about the character, so I can't go and like deep into his lore or say I'm excited about to see this or this. He's, but. he's like a generic martial arts guy, but he's he's had run-ins with like everybody. He's had stuff with Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. He's I think he's been straight up an Avenger before. Say, hmm. say his name one more time. Shang-Chi. S-H-A-N-G. Chi. And then Chi, C-H-I. Shang-Chi. I'm using the powers of Google yeah. to look up. So the, um, this is a character that Marvel has owned for a while, like even with all of the other properties going mm-hmm. to Fox and Sony and all that, Shang-Chi was a property that they owned and they kind of offered it up as collateral back when Marvel Studios was getting off the ground. They were mm-hmm. like, we own, I forget all of the characters, but it was like Ant-Man, Captain America, and then like 10 characters total. I think Black Panther was one and Shang-Chi was another one. And they were considering getting him off the ground, like developing a film for him for quite a while. So, would you would you like to hear all of the knowledge that I personally have about Shang Chi in boy, a short paragraph long bio? Boy, would I! <laughs> well, Shang Chi is a fictional character, often called the Master of Kung Fu, appearing in the American comic book series. I read that wrong. He was created by Steve Englehart and artist Jim Starlin. Uh, He is an extraordinary master of numerous unarmed weaponry-based wushu styles, including the use of gun... Oh, boy. I I can't do it. I can't say that one. Are you reading Wikipedia? Yes, I am reading Wikipedia. Because I read that the other day, too. In later years, upon joining the Avengers, he gains the power to create countless duplicates of himself. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I was like, does he have any actual powers, or is he just really good at kung fu? He can make a whole bunch of of them. That's fun. So he's multiple man, but he's good at kung fu. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. That's all I need to know now. Wait, is it like that one movie, though, where, like, every time the guy creates a clone, like, it becomes stupider and stupider, and so he just has, like, an army of just, like... No, I don't think so. No. That would make a really <laughs> funny comic. That would be... I would really enjoy that. I don't know what that movie is, but that sounds interesting. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is it'll be, give Marvel <laughs> another chance to be like, here's a superhero movie in a different genre. Mm-hmm. So, like, how Winter Soldier and Guardians and Spider-Man are, like, a spy movie. Yeah. A space opera, a teen movie that can do like a straight up martial arts movie, but just a super do what the Iron Fist show couldn't. Yeah, and actually make it be better than Iron yeah. Fist. That'd be good. Show a dragon. Yeah, actually show the dragon. Thank <laughs> show you. Show a dragon. That'd be really. That'd cool. be cool. Do some actual kung fu. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Sweet. And not just Danny Rand shuffling around and happening to beat people up in the <laughs> yeah. process. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be nice. That'd be pretty cool. So I'll cool. Be done with that. I don't know when that's coming out. I don't know if they announced a date for that. Probably in the next couple of years because. Phase four, 
I don't think they're announcing Phase 4 until, like, next summer, which makes sense because of Avengers 4 not being out. So, cool. Moving on. Uh, this is big news. Daredevil was canceled at Netflix. Oh, no. What a, what a bummer that no one saw coming. Yeah. That was the best one. That was the best of the one. Netflix shows. Um, the funniest part was I saw an article that was like, will Jessica Jones and Punisher be next? It's like, no, they're going to cancel all yeah. the other three, but they're going to keep Jessica Jones and Punisher. Of course they're <laughs> next. Come on now. What kind of question is that? I think because they both have new seasons either in development or on the way. Ooh. So once Jessica those Jones drop, and Punisher? I think their contracts will be done and then okay. boot them. I didn't finish the second season of Jessica Jones, the yeah. third season of Daredevil, it's not or that great. Punisher. The second season of Jessica Jones I personally didn't mm-hmm. like. I but. finished Punisher. It's good. I'm working through season three of Daredevil. It's still real good. It's hard to Matt. Matt got kind of whiny. So I'm, I have yeah, a hard he's time. just he's just a bad person. Yeah, no. Throughout season. season three, I don't know how far you are, but I finished season three, and throughout that whole season, I did not like Matt Murdock as a character. I just hit the part where the FBI agent like goes to his superiors and is like. Wilson Fisk is doing some shady goings on, yeah. and then and then they, stuff happens, and then they and then those things happen, and yeah. then he knows what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. bummer for that. the for those shows in general. I'm assuming that they'll be picked up. I assume they'll, they'll just be moved yeah. to the streaming service. They'll either be picked up, moved to the streaming service, or revived eventually. Yeah, I don't, in some es- way, especially because Luke Cage and Daredevil, at the very least, were enjoying a, enough success yeah. to where, especially Daredevil. They were enjoying enough success to where you wouldn't need to cancel them. Iron Fist is a different story. Mm-hmm. But those two shows, I think, need to continue. Plus, in the greater Marvel scheme of things, both of those guys are Avengers semi-regularly. So, mm-hmm. like, they, when they're written in a certain way, they can be, like, on Avengers like, yeah. level. At least, like, like, Daredevil could take Falcon easily. Eh. I mean, I, I don't see how. I don't know. I just think he could. Well, Falcon does has Falcon guns. have the wings? <laughs> Falcon, has, Falcon has wings and guns. Does, it, does Falcon have just... the wings in this fight? Maybe. I don't know. I think, I mean, if Falcon doesn't have wings, then sure. But then, he has yeah, his whole right, suit with the guns and Maybe all the stuff. Maybe if he doesn't have the guns. I, yeah. I think... I think his so if it's just a regular guy, so it's just a regular, good at, pretty good at punching, just a regular <laughs> average size black dude <laughs> without the yeah, wings. He can, he can do can some pretty him. good punches, but he doesn't have any guns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Well, that if he didn't have the guns, he would he would rely on like flying in with that really loud jetpack and trying to kick him. Oh, he still got the jetpack. If he has the wings, oh, I argue that he would ha- he would have to swoop well, he just, in. He can just pick up a really big rock and then go up a high above and then. He would have we, it. we watched Falcon like take on the like. What was it? The Dark Order, the Black Order, whatever Thanos' minions are called. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we we saw him take on them, and all we've seen Daredevil do is struggle to beat up a really fat guy in a white suit. <laughs> That's pretty good. Who can? He just has a little of, bit, you know, stronger than normal people. I would love to see that. Uh, who's the actor that plays Fisk right now? Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, he, that would be super good in a Spider Man Spider Man movie. I would love to see that, but I really don't think they're gonna do it. But I want Probably to. Not. I really yeah, want to see it. It's though. really totally different. Like this guy beheaded someone with a car door. He's going. He's going up yeah. against Bright and Chipper, Tom Holland. Yeah, I really don't see how he translates that into. A, especially considering the villains that have already been in that, that Spider Man has already encountered. He's already encountered Thanos, and then you want him to go to Wilson Fisk after that? That just seems like a could be a different kind dead. of struggle. Yeah, I don't know. I they, feel like that argument is like like yes. Where do you go after Thanos? But at the same time, you can like, you can. I feel like they're gonna start grounding the MCU yeah. a bit more. Like, even within the Spider-Man films, yeah, like Vulture and Mephisto are fairly powerful villains, and then you, oh, not fairly, but more powerful than Wilson Fisk. Mephisto, Mephisto, not Mephisto, Mysterio. I am getting oh, my yeah, M's yeah, 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 mixed yeah. up. 
Yeah, Mephisto is a lot stronger. What's the mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Vulture and Mysterio, I'm sorry, are a lot stronger than Wilson Fisk. So I don't see how you go from those two. And then the third film, you bring in Wilson Fisk. So I think Fisk is stronger in different ways. He's more of a mind, like well, a mind manipulator. Especially because, like, kind of like Spider-Man PS4, like, granted, he's the first person you fight, but that's mm-hmm. an established <laughs> Spider-Man that's been going, going up against everybody from Kingpin to the Lizard for, yeah. like, who knows how long. So I, I think it's just a matter of yeah. how you write it and how you, how you frame it. Well, see, I, like, you got, like, uh, Aunt May is living at her, is living at her apartment, right? Yeah, and uh, and uh, let's say Wilson Fisk finds out who the Spider Man is, and maybe like takes away, starts like chipping away at like Peter Parker's world, and then it becomes harder for Spider Man to fight him back. And what can, and if he like makes himself look like a uh, like usually Wilson Fisk is a he's not like he's, he pulls the strings. He's, he's, he's the strings. not necessarily the one pull like throwing the punches yeah. until the very end. So he's he not like punches. you can't legally take him down. So like, what's a Spider Man to do if he can't legally take down this man? And he's ruining his Peter Parker webs. life. Lots of webs. Lots of webs. I'd be pretty like I think that's where Wilson Fisk kind of works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could like 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 you guys said, it's not impossible for it to work. Yeah. I just don't see that being the case with a like you said the tonal differences <laughs> yeah. and the fact that he's about to he's already encountered one and is about to counter another villain who are both a yeah. lot more powerful than Wilson Fisk. Yeah. You better be a real good writer. Yeah. And smarter than me to do that. Or I do with uh, like Wolverine and Logan. Like, he's taken on, like, Magneto, all these sorts of guys. And then he's fighting. It's true. That has worked. Yeah. And Logan, he's just fighting some dude with, like, a robot arm. He's really not But that. also, he's a lot more skilled back in his ability yeah. as well. Like, he's a much weaker Also, Logan's Wolverine real drunk movie. and sad in that movie. Yeah, he's a, much, so. he's a much weaker Wolverine to the point where fighting a guy with a robotic arm, it's sort of an even match at that point. Mm. He's a much weaker version of himself. Plus, you get a really strong villain in there, like, X-24, and he just bodies Logan Ooh. every single time they fight. That was pretty good. So, that is pretty yeah. Anyway, I'll go back and watch that. Moving on. Um, I again, I, it's a standing point, but I'd love to see Fisk in the greater MCU. But it'd be nice. It'd but, be really nice. Yeah. If you if you just if you fix the tonal stuff between the Marvel and get Ike Perlmutter and Kevin Feige to get along, which isn't yeah, happening. <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah. Good old Ike. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Moving on. Um. Some more DC rumors of DC throwing stuff at a wall, hoping for it to stick. They want to develop a Blue Beetle movie and a Zatanna movie. I did not hear Blue about Beetle. Zatanna, but I heard about Blue Beetle. What, what is Zatanna? Zatanna is basically girl Doctor Strange who her getup looks more like a a magician, like a like a legit magician, oh, like yeah. rabbits no, out of a hat type I magician. Hmm. She was in the uh, she was in the TV show, the cartoon TV show back in the day. Yeah, and she's she in your, up she, a couple times. I'm, my only exposure to her is Young Justice. Yeah. Okay. She's oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. So, now. both of those would be cool, but they're added to the list of about 20 properties that DC yeah. has said they're developing. Everything from Nightwing to Deathstroke. After to, a while, I think they just they just need to stop de- like announcing things and actually develop one of these properties and put them in right. theaters first. That'd be a good idea. Like yeah. Like do a like do a tentpole character of DC some justice quote like pun like intended. Batman. Yeah. Like what a novel idea. Make a good Batman movie or That'd do like cool. a Man of Steel two well, that's like Batman good. Idea? You think that would be the next step in your universe if yeah. you're trying to create a cinematic universe? You think we would have gotten a like, Batman movie and a Superman two by now? Yeah. But no. Instead, we're getting a Harley Quinn spinoff. Yeah. And Zatanna. Like, this is, like, for example, back to the beginning when we were talking about Marvel introducing Shang-Chi, the most, like, character that no one's ever heard of, that I've ever heard of. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's nowhere in anybody's even, like, top 10 or 20 
Marvel characters unless they're like a, a diehard fan. Mm-hmm. But the MCU has worked so well and has so many establishing films. You can that, bring in the less that, like, character. 25 films in, they're like, hey, here's a guy who's real good at martial arts that's been with the Avengers in a few comics. And we're like, cool, let's see it. Mm-hmm. So if DC just buckles down, like Aquaman, by all accounts, is quite positive reactions. So if that's good, and if Shazam's good. Which we haven't heard any negative things we about We haven't that heard anything set. negative things about. So you go off of those two, you go off of Wonder Woman, and you then get this back on track. make Batman, like bring Batman back, bring back Superman, good. And then go from there. Yeah, no, this this is this universe is salvageable, contrary to popular belief. Mm-hmm. There is a way to bring this universe out of the ashes and sort of make it relevant. But yeah. but you're not gonna do it with a Zatanna yeah, or a Blue Beetle. You're not gonna do it with Zatanna and Blue Beetle, at least not right yeah. now. Those those, yeah. those films can come later, but right this very minute you need to establish the main characters of your universe, the main characters of the Justice League first, mm-hmm. and then you can branch off into other lesser known characters. Agreed. All right. Um, I think it also. Well, I think it's also pretty doable if you just do like a compelling, fun story, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I hadn't been on my radar ever before it came out, and that probably was one of my favorite parts of the entire MCU. So I mean, fair. and it was just because it was like a compelling new story. It was like the first time they'd ever done the ragtag team of like, um, you know, just yeah. like just people coming around and having having fun in space. The difference there is that they already had you with. The Iron Man movies and the Avengers movies and the Captain America movies, and you were like, "Okay, they, they got me with a couple." I'm interested. Caught with a couple of the DC ones. Yeah, but I I don't feel like it the same way though. Did you enjoy no. Justice League? Hmm. Did you enjoy Man of Steel? Hmm. <laughs> well, you didn't like Man of Steel. No, oh, I'm man. asking him. I oh. Man of Steel was no good. Hey, uh, that was a very frustrating movie. What? I don't I don't like Superman very much. He's not uh, he's not at the top of my list. <clears throat> Whatever. He's, not, he's, on the top, he's on the top of my handsome men list, but Henry Cavill's very handsome. He, very handsome. I wish they would just give him a mustache. But <laughs> yeah, if only. If, if you know, only. All all they needed to do is really lead into the revived Superman. He's back. He's in a black suit. He's got a mullet, yes, and, and then he can have facial hair. Exactly. And then he could keep the mustache. Yeah, pretty good. But no. But no. We got. That's what happens when you have two directors we got directing we, one movie. Yeah, and Warner Brothers. We got what we got, though. Granted, it wasn't really up to them to have two directors, but still, yeah. that's what happens that's when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, uh, what else we got? Um, so Into the Spider-Verse has incredible reviews. Everybody yes, who's I've seen it, they're it. like, this movie is freaking awesome. And that's really good news because I'm excited. And they've already announced some sequels. And as long as they're like the similar animation style, I'm like all for it. So there's going to be like, I forget what the first one was, but one of them is like an all-female-led one. Because there's like Spider Woman and Spider Gwen. And How many more are there? I thought it was just Spider Woman and Spider Gwen. Oh, there's Silk. Really? Silk. There's Silk. I forgot about Silk. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. So they're gonna they're gonna go into one with that, and then I forget the second one. I'm gonna try and look that up real quick. But uh, they I, they have enough faith in Spider Verse and like the animation style in it, where they're like, "You guys want more of this? We'll give you more." Would it be sad if? And like Marvel as an animation were able to create better Spider-Man movies than Sony. Like an actual Spider-Man universe be able yeah. to do what Sony never could. This is Sony though. Oh, that is Sony? Yeah. yeah it okay. Is Sony. Wait, I thought I thought Marvel owned the animation rights to Spider-Man and Sony just owned the film rights. Or am I tripping? No. Um, I don't know. I think because I'm pretty sure Marvel has produced animated films with Spider-Man in them. Yes. They did the you're TV right. shows too. But that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, was pretty, I thought they held the anime. That's why I assumed this was by Marvel. I think because it's a film, because it's cinematic. They get, okay, that's that, why that Sony, Sony can, can okay. That Sony can do it. So, 
that's less good news. Um, but this is this is my like dream scenario. So bear with me here. We get Spider Verse and it's real good, and then they 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 go forward with their sequels, and then Sony says, "Hey Marvel Studios, you guys can do." your Spider-Man Homecoming situation with all the live action stuff. And then we'll just, we'll handle animation because this is now a lucrative franchise for us. So like they stop with their live action stuff and then Marvel studios gets all that. And then they just do animated. That's my dream scenario. So Tom Holland doesn't leave Marvel studios movies and Sony can still make money with their Spider-Man. Stuff. That would be a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And sort of keep everybody happy. I don't know if they'll do it, but I would like that. Yeah. Only, only way that I would want that to work is if, Sony agrees to stop with this live action like yeah, offshoot that they're trying to do. Yeah, just with just Jared Leto it. and no one, oh boy, no one wants to see a no one will see a Morbius movie in the first place anyway. And people sure as hell don't want to see Jared Leto in that role. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's clamoring for a Venom two or a Craven or whatever else they're working on. No. So if if this is going to work, how you just described, I think they should just focus on animation and let Marvel keep the Tom Holland live action version of Spider-Man. I think that'll work best yeah. for everyone. That hasn't been like announced in any way. That's yeah. just like my, no, like yeah, my no, dream I just, scenario. I think that's the ideal but, scenario yeah. for both studios. Yeah. That would be good. Um, also one is female led spinoff starring various spider women. Spider Gwen is probably gonna be the lead in that. And then the second one is just a follow up to Into the Spider-Verse. So a sequel with Miles. Okay. Which would be good. Um, also there was a TV spot which spoiled a thing. So I'm gonna spoil it now. But there's a flashback where the original Peter Parker brand Spider-Man does the the dance from Spider-Man Three. No, he and like a not. flashback and into the Spider Verse. No, Very he does good. not. It's like a 10 second thing where he does it. Oh my so god! I'm really excited. Does he look like Tobey Maguire? I think he's in the suit when he oh, does okay. it. But he, it's good. it's it's the dance. Okay. Oh my god! So so good stuff there. Um. So yeah, I'm really excited for Spider Verse. We're gonna see that next week, I think. That is next week. It's coming out. Yes. Wow. Very wow. good. The, Time flies. Uh, four, yeah, the 14th. So oh, yeah. the 13th, that night, we'll go see it. Because Thursday is my last exam. I will mark off my calendar. Cool. So I'll report on that probably after break, I guess. So what else? Uh, Nick Nolte was cast in The Mandalorian. Very good. That's a thing. We're getting a lot of casting announcements for this. Yeah. It's moving fast. So who's uh, who's on the docket so far for Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal, who is Oberyn Martell. Very good. He's the lead guy, I think. He's the guy in the bucket That'd in that picture that John Favreau posted. Um, Everything I've wanted since a child was just a Mandalorian movie because they were my favorite things. What do, what's the name of the the buff lady in Deadpool who's the MMA fighter? Oh, I forgot. Gina something. I know oh, Gina something. It. It'll yeah. come to me in a minute. Well, she's in it too, so she'll probably be a... Gina Carano? Yeah. Okay, there I you go. I think so, Gina Carano. Do we so, know if any of these people are going to be like aliens yet? Like I don't. Like they're going to get like weird prosthetics or something? I have no idea. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell with Star Wars casting whether you're going to get that actual actor or <laughs> right. some sort of CGI character. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> like when Force Awakens was announced, like, Lupita Nyong'o is going to be in Star Wars? you don't get to see her. <laughs> she's a little orange lady. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, excited but, like, disappointed at the same time. I was like, oh, Lupita Nyong'o's in Star Wars. I was like, oh, but she's a short <laughs> orange alien. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So I imagine with Nick Nolte they'll go with, like, an old craggly, like, mentor type where mm-hmm. he's, like, a grizzled veteran of being a Mandalorian. That would be very I feel good. like that's the route they'll take with him. And then Gina Carano is like, she plays like the the buff, intimidating female 
character. This is that, really that, that's kind so, of what she plays in everything. Yeah, so, so yeah. maybe the, maybe she, maybe she'll do a she's little. She's the bit definition more of someone who's been typecast. Yeah. yeah, is uh this is taking place right after Return of the Jedi, right? It's between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. It'd be really good to get some world building in that area. Because there is zero right now, and it really hurts those new movies coming out. Because mm-hmm. like, there's the first order, we can't we tell know. you because yeah. nine's not out yet. <laughs> that was where the prequels, I think, were the strongest. Was they had some great world building. The originals had some pretty good world building. These new ones, no, nothing. Don't. You have no idea what's going on. I nothing. agree. The world building in the recent films are a little lacking. I still like them, but I will. I agree yeah. with that complaint that the world building in seven and eight has been. Lackluster at best. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, so the last bit of news, which will probably take up quite a bit of conversation time. Yesterday, luckily, um, we had to move it to Tuesday so we could talk about this. <laughs> also, um, there were other things. Captain Marvel dropped another trailer last night during a football game of sorts. Yeah, people, watch. the NFL needed an excuse for people to tune in to watch the Eagles and the backup QB <laughs> of the Redskins. So they were like, we're going to drop this trailer right here. Yeah. So. Great. I really liked the trailer. I, I thought it was pretty guys. good. No, I I thought it was like really really good actually because we finally got to see the, the first trailer didn't really show a whole lot of Captain Marvel actually using her abilities. We mm-hmm. got to see very minimal of her actually doing action. Probably had to finish the CGI yeah. shots. I want to see she she got to punch an old lady and that's about as yeah. much as you got to see from her. Whereas this trailer, you kind of got to see fully what her powers are and what she's capable of, and, and at least a little bit more of what her backstory yeah. is. And those powers are sweet. Yeah, when she was going through space, like tearing all that stuff up. Was I was like, like, that person could go one on one with good. Thanos and probably hold good. their own if like not win. That I, yeah. that gave me hope. I'm like on the border. I don't like these kind of superheroes like a ton. Like, Thor was not into him until Ragnarok, when they finally, like, let his personality kind of come through. Like, just the just the heroes that are just kind of just powerful, just because. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know, that's the one thing that I'm kind of worried about. But I think if they if they just, like, embrace her as a character and she's just allowed to, like, have her own personality and something that we can connect with, yeah. I think it'll be really good. Yeah, and I, I do understand that complaint, because that's a complaint I kind of have, like, of, like, the last two Matrix movies is that Neo essentially kind of became Jesus. <laughs> like, like, when you make a character too powerful, you yeah. kind of lose all suspense and, like, fear for them. Mm. So, well, I, I'm not, I don't know if that's going to be the case in Captain Marvel because, like, we haven't seen it. But I wonder if she's that powerful, who's the villain in this movie that's going to challenge her? Like, is there a scroll powerful enough? So I think to... it's set during a Kree scroll war. Okay. So there might be some... Things she has to punch, and there will also be like some things where like maybe she's being manipulated by the Kree, or mm-hmm. maybe things like that. Maybe like some sub- subversive, under the table type stuff that yeah. she might not be able to punch. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. That'll be really cool. Um, I, I like know Super the- Scroll is like a combination of the Fantastic Four powers, but they can't really use yeah, that. They don't know Fantastic Four. That's on by Fox. <laughs> so, so I was wondering, like, who's the actual villain she'll face off against, or is it just the Scrolls in general I as think- a species? There will be a few, I think, because there were some some things revealed that I got spoiled about the nature of some characters. Like, okay. they're not who people thought they were. I'm not going to gotcha. spoil it for you guys. And then the Skrulls are, like, a big threat because, like, maybe they're infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. They infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. because Ben Mendelsohn is playing a guy okay. and a Skrull. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, was, I was like, when I saw Ben Mendelsohn in that trailer, I'm like, there's no way he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. He's a Skrull. Yeah. There's no way. Ben Mendelsohn never plays a hero in any film he's ever. Oh, no, he's That's, the same villain. Yeah, no, that, that was a spoiler immediately when I saw him in that trailer. I'm like, he's a Skrull. Yeah. There's no way he's not. <laughs> also, we get a shot 
of him in the same in the same trailer of him as a scrawl and him as a man. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I was. They didn't even try to hide that. I was like, if you're trying to hide that someone's going to turn from a good guy to a villain, you do not cast Ben Mendelsohn yeah. in that role. Also, I really like the fact that it is now canon that scrawls have Australian accents. It's of canon, course, really. Yeah. Well, I mean Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> so, and he's Australian. Instead <laughs> of the down under, it's the <laughs> she, way up there. Captain Marvel's like in prison somewhere, and he comes up. Hey, how's it going, mate? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Good. Space Australia. The um because we, we know that Nick Fury lost his eye to the last person he trusted, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's that cat. Cat. <laughs> I'm not I a cat fan, cat. so I'm gonna buy that as Cats well. Are mm-hmm. I think that right after that shot where he's petting the cat and she's like, Fury, we gotta go. I yeah. think that little claw just shoots right up into his eyeball. Yeah, we want we want they it's a correction, they want us to think that it's gonna be Mendo, Mm-mm, no, that's not gonna because be he's a scrawl, but it's, it's the cat. cat. It's the cat. Hundred percent the cat. The cat's name is Goose in this. Oh, I yeah, I heard that. Like, because Top Gun, so that's fun. <laughs> I love um, that. It's gonna be because aren't her flashbacks will be even in though the Top 80s. Gun was Navy, and she's in the Air Force. <coughs> but hey, you know, yeah, you better be consistent. Yeah. I liked the uh, the old Quinjet. That was really yeah, cool. Like the cool. '90s version Quinjet. Mm-hmm. It was all boxy and like. Mm-hmm. And, like, painted, like, a test aircraft. Like, like orange that. and, like, yeah. light gray. Like, there isn't, like, a final coat of paint on it yet. It took me to, it took really me a minute to realize that that was a Quinjet, actually. I was like, yeah. what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, it's a Quinjet. That makes a lot more sense. I really thing. like the the design they went with with her suit and, like, the helmet. Because, I didn't actually think they were going to put the helmet on. Well, because there was a really shot cool of her in the helmet in, like, the green suit. But yeah. I didn't think they were actually going to have it for the, you know. Because in some comics, Carol just has, like, a mohawk. Mm-hmm. So people are like, is she going to have Brie Larson 90s Rachel hair? Or is she going to have a mohawk? Or what's going to happen? It's both. I like because the helmet. It's pretty cool. The hair is like up with the mm-hmm. helmet and then mm-hmm. when like the helmet kind of like materializes away like Star-Lord's helmet and her hair just just like falls, so they're going to do both. And I like that. It's That's a good compromise. Cool. Yeah, no. I I there was very little in this trailer that I have to complain about. I, I know a lot of people were pointing out to the fact that she never smiles or something like that, which I was just what? like I was like point to me a section in most recent Marvel like did anyone smile in the Infinity War trailer? I don't think yeah. so. So why is that an issue? Is this like a big thing people can claim? Like, it's something that I've heard enough of to where it's a thing. It's like that group on the internet who gets mad at any time like a woman is like moderately powerful. Like you know oh, you know dude. that group that always hates on Ray? Oh it's those oh, guys. It's them. It's, it's them. Oh they're back again. Good. Yeah, they're back. Yeah, I was like, I was like, really, you guys have nothing better to get upset about. Yeah, like in your, like uh, all the issues that are probably going on around you, and that's, you're, and you're, that's the you're issue. dead she to the fact that Brie Larson didn't smile. In Maybe the it's because Marvel trailer. Something. She's like an amnesiac, and there's shape shifting aliens, and trying to she kill doesn't her. know who she is <laughs> yeah. and what's going on. Yeah. I wouldn't be happy either if I, I was that yeah. person. <laughs> Captain America uh-huh. doesn't smile. Iron Man only smiles when he's being a sarcastic asshole. <laughs> I just can't wait to see like. Because I, I don't know Brie Larson from anything other than, like... Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in Scott Pilgrim. I forgot about that. And um, Room. What's, what's the one with the King Kong? Kong? Oh, Kong yeah, she's Island. in Kong. Yeah, so I don't know her other, like, from anything except for those. So I'm really excited to see, like, what her personality is She won her Oscar be. from Room, right? Yeah, she was very, very good in uh, Room. I haven't seen Room. Very good. Not she was phenomenal. Room, yeah, not The Room. Not the, oh. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> not The Room. Two very, <laughs> two very, very different films. Very different films. Very, very different. Pretty much interchangeable is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine if they mess that up. That and suck. Tommy Wiseau runs up to the stage and like runs off of the Oscar and they can't stop him. He just disappeared. <laughs> They're like, I'm surprised he hasn't stolen Oscars before now. <laughs> oh, Tommy Wiseau, big winner, big winner of the night. 
you know, that trailer was phenomenal. And as much as I love it, as much as I really like that trailer, the entire time all I could think of was, okay, this is cool. But when is my Avengers? Where 4 is my Avengers Four trailer? Yeah, Apparently that was going to be few days. that was going to be tomorrow. But tomorrow is a national day of mourning with President George H. W. Bush's mm-hmm. passing. Yeah, and um, a Disney's gonna that would be a PR nightmare for Disney if they yeah. did that. And the stock market is closed during a national day of mourning, so they they won't release a thing on a day that their oh. stocks won't go up. Yeah, so it's gonna wait. Yep. So at least Thursday. Those are real true. That will be good. I can't wait to see what's going to come out with Avengers. Well, I guess I there want... goes the rumor that it's going to come out in late November. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. There was there's this guy on Twitter that I followed for a bit. And, like, at first it was like, hey, this guy has, like, interesting MCU scoops. And then, like, the last, like, three weeks it's just been him, like, teasing trailers for things. <laughs> and I'm just like, shut up. It's just not stop. coming. Yeah. Unfollowed. He's. Oh, was so At this point, I'm just I'm I'm done expecting it, and I'll just go. When the Russo brothers and Marvel want to release it, they mm-hmm. will release it. And until then, I'm just going to go about my day and not worry about it. I want literally one trailer, so I know the title, and that's it. I don't want I don't want multiple trailers. And I know now. they're going to do trailers. <laughs> and like they're going to do a lot of trailers. I just want wishful one. Thinking. I just want one, and then that's it. I think they're going to leave a lot of it to mystery. Like what I they think. Better. We got two days, so we're probably going to find out that I was very wrong. Yeah. But I think it's just going to be like a bunch of random shots of yeah. just like some horrific things, and be like, I, I agree. It'll be like a, a bunch of shots of just horrific and yeah. post-apocalyptic type of stuff. Yeah. I agree. Also, because Sony is Sony, we're getting a Far From Home trailer like this week or next week. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. If we get a Far From Home trailer before we get an Avengers 4 trailer, I'll is, actually be When angry. is Far From Home coming out? July. Yeah, they if we get a Far a From Home trailer before we get an Avengers 4 trailer, that'll be a little ridiculous. Avengers will be first. I'm just like I'm just saying Sony is going to with Spider with Spider-Verse getting closer, mm-hmm. they're going to start yeah, they're going to start advertising for That's true. The next Spider-Man. It's just movie. a shame that you're like, oh, Spider-Man's dead, and then they start. Look at the hey, next Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that, yeah, yeah I was gonna say, that would be ridiculous. I mean, obviously, we know Spider-Man's coming back, yeah. but you don't want to put out marketing material saying he's back. Yeah, when you're about to show a movie about him coming back, right? That, that makes that, honestly, that makes no sense. That's so far out. You could start advertising for that after Avengers because everyone's gonna see this new Spider-Man movie after Avengers anyway. Mm-hmm. We already know it's coming. That'll be out. two months out though, right? You said it come May out in July. To, May to July, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that would be, that's mm-hmm. a tight window to release your first trailer. I feel like we're definitely going to get something before. The first yeah. trailer, I think, yeah. is this week or next week. We'll, we'll definitely get something before, uh, like, before the release of Avengers 4, just because of how yeah. close the release dates are. But I just don't think we should get a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer yeah. before we get the Avengers 4 trailer, especially yeah. given the storyline going on right now. Yeah, I don't think it'll be before, but it's coming. Also, I think we're getting a trailer for the Avengers game that's been... Rumored for a while. They like announced like, that like years ago, yeah. didn't they? Because like yeah. the Game Awards are this week, I guess, or something. Yeah, they and, announced. I forget. I totally and, forgot that was a thing. Yeah, I heard somebody told me it was Square Enix, but then somebody else told I me think it, was it is. A, Unless that, I'm like yeah. remembering the trailer wrong. Because they had one, and then I, because yeah, I know the one you're talking about. So it might be them, but then it they somebody else said, "Oh, there's an Avengers game coming from the people who made." Blank, and I forget what the game was, but it didn't sound like Square Enix. So maybe I'm wrong, um, but yeah. So that'll be. Yeah, I think it's it's about time to get rolling on that. Because honestly, when they announced it, I was excited, and then heard nothing. It was Mm -hmm. just radio silence the rest of the way. So I, I totally forgot that movie. That movie, that game was coming. It's surprising, like how little games have come out 
for the Star Wars and Avengers universes over the past few years while they're also releasing the movies. Yeah, yeah. especially considering how much money those movies have been making, you think we'd be getting more. And right. they did that with Phase 1 of the MCU. You know, you got... It was the tie-in Iron- games. Yeah, yeah, you got Iron Man, then you got your Iron Man game, oh, you got yeah. Captain America game, Hulk game. Like, you got all that. And then after Captain America, they were... I, I know they were planning on making an Avengers game to go along with the movie, but it got canceled, and then after yeah. that, it's been nothing. All we've gotten from Marvel is the Lego games. And Telltale. Telltale and shitty mobile games. You can bleep out that if you need. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, so many mobile games. And mobile Yeah, games. and then Spider-Man this year. And I think that one's going to kick off like a, a Marvel Universe in games that's not MCU. Yeah, I don't I don't so, think the games need to be associated with the MCU. As a matter of fact, yeah, I'd like for them not to be. Preferably not, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. Movie tie-in games have historically been awful. Yeah, but like if you launch a, a Marvel universe off of Spider-Man 2018, yeah. that's gonna be like that's gonna be killer because yeah. there's a ton of references in that. There's the Avengers Tower, literally one of the tallest buildings in New York. You can climb yeah. on it and take a selfie with the A. Doctor Strange's house is there. There's Daredevil references. There's the Wakandan Embassy. Peter name drops the Avengers and T'Challa and stuff. Yeah, no, so, we've we've gotten especially considering the like repetitiveness of Marvel games, you've kind of gotten the same characters over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, historically, it's always been a Spider-Man game or an X-Men game. Or in the case of Ultimate Alliance, you just get everybody together. Mm. So it'd be nice if we could have individual games of characters we haven't gotten yet, like a Doctor Strange, like a Black Panther. I don't even think, I don't think we've gotten a Daredevil game before. Um, oh, and if we have, I don't remember it. There was one in development. It was really close to dropping, and then he's been in games. Okay. Oh, I know he's been in games. Like, he's yeah. been playable in, like, Ultimate Alliance yeah. and stuff like that. There was one I'm talking a solo Daredevil game, I don't think we've gotten. There was one that was supposed to come out for PS2 way back in the day, like around when Ben Affleck was Daredevil. I don't know. I don't think it was a tie-in. I just think it was like, like for its day, it would have been like an Arkham. Okay. Yeah. So Hmm. that'd be cool. Um, So yeah, this this, like next week and a half is going to be big for trailers, for things. Give us a lot to talk about. But um, I forget what else I was going to say. So then about the Russo brothers mentioned that... um, some like Captain America rumors, like for the movies, that like maybe he won't die in Avengers Four. Just he's going to like Cap's story might. It's a little more complicated than him ending in Avengers Four. Just wait and see. So that can mean a lot of things. Maybe they, I think they're just yeah messing with us. I think he's gone after Avengers, and, and if not, I think his role in the MCU beyond that will be very limited. If his character mm-hmm. does survive, yeah. But him or Tony Stark is not making out of this. Yeah. One of them is not making it out of this movie. I would love to see Cap go into like an advisory role or mm-hmm. like a mentor role, and also, I just don't know if Cap as a character is like that though. Like yeah, he's he's the type of person where if there's a problem he'll deal with it. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see know. him. That's also, why I, yeah, I, I don't see him taking on a. That's a more of a Tony Stark. Role. Even a Thor, I can see fitting that role. Yeah, because he can always he can always just go off into space for years. Thor's a lot easier. That's why I think Thor will survive. As if mm-hmm. like you know a character who comes in and out because he's a lot easier to explain why he's gone. Yeah, versus, like he's doing space stuff. Yeah, versus Tony Stark. The whole time. Versus Tony Stark and Cap. You know, they're very much Earth based and very much involved <laughs> with what the Avengers right. are doing. And so Thor be, just got interesting. Yeah, That's Captain, true. Captain America has been interesting from since the beginning. I'd love to like see him. I'd love to see him do the Hydra Cap thing. That'd be that really did, cool. Like bring him back in ago. like ten years. Like hmm. you know, Secret Empire when mm-hmm. Cap was like, they did like some cosmic cube stuff, and then he was like, I've always been evil, and I was uh, really pissed about it with the first <laughs> issue. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, that's what it was. So that'd be really cool for them to do at some point down the road. Give Chris Evans some. A little different stuff to work with. It'd be nice, but that would have money. to be 
very almost. much further down yeah. in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know if Chris Evans... By the time we get to that, I think Chris Evans will be a little bit past the age to be playing Captain America. Mm. Well, I think he'll do, like, a, once you get, like, 10, 20 years down the road, have a whole new list of people. Probably not going to be coming out that, as much movies or whatever. Try to get a bunch of pe- new people, and you bring that back Chris Evans as, like, older. And, like... You know, he's like a threat because he's grizzled now. And the Logan version of yeah. old man cat. Old <laughs> man like Steve. A, he's like and a it's rated R. It has to be rated yeah, R. R. Cap. Cut <laughs> heads off with the shield. <laughs> All right. So I think that's it for news. So we we kind of brought up this topic last week, but we're going to kind of expand on it now. So the, the bigger topic was... What's what are movies that you wish you could watch again for the first time or that you wish you could see in the theater again? Because I brought this up last week when I said I watched Return of the King. Mm-hmm. We were like, man, I'd love to see that in the theater again. So. Let's let's get into <laughs> it, I guess. Well, my choice actually was like has been Return of the King mm-hmm. that or just the Lord of the Rings franchise in general from Fellowship of the Ring to Return of the King, because I was very little when those films actually came out so I obviously never saw them in theaters and I think like you know watching them on my TV at home is fine but for films of that epic of a scale I feel like watching it on the big screen is a different type of experience Mm -hmm. so those just the Lord of the Rings trilogy I think are a set of films that I wish I could go back and see on the big screen for sure most definitely I'd say recently that the Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out about a yes. year or two ago. That was amazing in the theater. I missed that in the movie theater. That, I really wanted to do that. The scale of what that movie is also like brought to you in a massive like viewing like place with big speakers and a huge screen and like undivided attention. That that brought that movie out so much more. And I've watched it several times in my home since, and it's not the same as when you have those that deep bass soundtrack coming through the speakers and the huge, like, just massive visuals. Plus, I feel like with a bigger screen, you see more of it, like, more oh, of the yeah. world would stand out. Yeah. And it's such a and detailed, stuff. intricate world that's just so, like, just, just oh, like, the colors and the, the set pieces and everything are just so intricate that you want to see it mm-hmm. all. It's an incredible one yeah. to watch. Um, That was one of mine, <coughs> so I'll think of something else. But oh, I sell so, it, like, Steve. This conversation, I've had this conversation with my dad like so many times because he was never like a big movie buff back in the day. And like he, the year he graduated, the first Star Wars came out. So he was like, he was like my age when like the Star Wars movies were coming out and like Indiana Jones and like Jaws and the Terminator and all like the classic movies. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see just like all of those. It's like, I want to see like if I like, what would you do if you had a time machine? Go back to 1977. And see Star Wars for the first time. Yeah. That'd be so cool. I would love that. Oh, that'd be very good. Honestly, and I, I, that's like an answer I hear a lot, but honestly, I don't think I would go back and see the original Star Wars movies. Like, in the, like, I mean, if, if I, like, if you gave me the opportunity to see those on the big screen, I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. But those probably wouldn't be my first choice as, like, a film I would go back in time to see. Ironically enough, <laughs> weirdly enough, this is this is a film that has, like, no grand special effects or anything of that nature. But it's one of my favorite films of all time, so I want to see it on the big screen just because I want to. Damn it! Um, and it's seven. Like I will. Oh, that yes. was a good one. Yeah. I just because I love that film so much, I want to go back and see it on the big screen just to see what it was like when it initially came out. That mm. I love that film to no end. Well, what what do you what do you go to the theater to see? Like, do you go for scale or for like um, the experience? Or? Well, I'm sort of a movie nerd in general, so I'll go to the theater whenever I have an excuse to, no matter what the film is. 
Like I, you know, one week we'll go see Creed two and the next week we'll go see Widows. One film is a fairly large scale. One is pretty not greatly directed and it has very bad pacing issues and is a much smaller film. So it like I will go to the theater for just about anything, like no matter what it is. Now, granted, obviously, like there are certain films I will skip over. And like, obviously, I'm more attracted to the theater if I'm going to go see, you know, an Avengers film or a Star Wars film or what have you. But I will on anything. I will go see anything in the theater. That mm. is not like anything, literally anything. Yeah, I feel gotcha. that way, too. But the the scale of things is definitely like a reason I go. Mm. Like if I could completely wipe my memory of every every experience and opinion that I have of Avengers Infinity War oh, and go God. see it again in the yes. theater for the first time. Yes. Like the the level of the emotions that I felt <laughs> that night, I have never felt since. I agree. It was like pure joy, just pure awe, terror. I was crying. I got chills like yeah. every like five minutes because something else happened. Like when Cap shows up, when Red Skull showed up, when Peter Dinklage was 10 feet tall. Like just everything <laughs> in that was movie. Lo- oh, was man. Just, it was, yeah, it was a lot to take in. That, that was actually going to be my next answer. Is if I could go back in time to a year ago. <laughs> Or earlier this year, my yeah. bad. Um, I would like just wipe my memory of any film and go back and see it for the first time. It would definitely be Avengers: Infinity War because I can't think of of all the movies I've seen, and I have seen a lot of <coughs> movies, especially in the theater. Mm. I can't think of a, a film that I a was looking forward to that much, except for maybe the first Avengers film. Yeah, and this obviously tops that. And then, of course, <laughs> and then of course, just like the sheer scale of bringing however many MCU characters were in that film. I don't even want to begin. Too many. Just the sheer size of bringing that many characters into one film mm-hmm. and you experiencing like a, a, a cinematic event basically is what this was right. for the first time on screen and seeing, like you said, Red Skull appear and seeing, you know, Thor show up in Wakanda and all these other things that it's just like I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would see something like this on screen. Being able to re-experience that for the first time, I think, would mm. be awesome. And well, of course, reliving that ending would yeah. be, yeah. Now, that that was, that was like, the thing I thought of was reliving that ending. Yeah. And the range of emotions I just went like, through watching all my people who, disappear. Seeing who disappeared. Yeah. Just like, okay. What? Yeah. No, I audibly shouted no when Black Panther disappeared. My yeah. girl will tell you she was very irritated. <laughs> she was, like, sitting embarrassed, like, be quiet. I was like, no. Black Panther just disappeared. My girlfriend was not we happy. We have an issue. <laughs> it was, because when, because you and me went, and, like, a bunch of our friends and my girlfriend, and she was not happy with me because I was, like, cheering really loud yeah like a lot and she was like stop it you're one of those oh, you're, you're one of those the, i was getting mad do not <laughs> clap in the theater and i was like i can't help it did you just see that but so my amendment would be i would i would go with a bunch of people that don't do what i did or what the rest of the crowd did because like i missed half the jokes yeah well, I think, or like yeah. they would say a joke and then I'd miss the next line because yeah, everyone's like howling. Laughing. Like, yeah. oh, he called him Squidward. That's so funny. <laughs> like, shut up. Just shut up. There's a, a thing. Well, we're asking what would you go back and see in the theater? I think there's a lot of different reasons you go to see something in the theater. Mm-hmm. One of the big reasons I do is because I want to see it before I like this movie spoiled. So a lot mm-hmm. of these bigger ones coming out, everyone's going to be talking about it on a part yeah. of those conversations. So there's. Is the first place it goes, so that's one of the reasons to see something in the movie theater. There's the scale. You're watching on a huge screen with the best speakers. Um, you're getting, like, completely immersed into the movie. And, like, you don't have a choice. Like, you're, they make you put your phones away, everything. You are you are there, and you are, like, in the movie. So immersion is probably one of the big ones. Uh, like, being in a social area where you're around a whole bunch of other, like, just complete strangers that are also experiencing everything with you. Um, 
in these bigger ones that have a lot of fans too, like going mm-hmm. to a Spider-Man movie where like half the people are all dressed up like Spider-Man, things like that. People that are a lot like you, even though they're strangers. Like when uh, when uh, Vulture opened up the door, he found out that Vulture's oh, yeah. her dad. Mm-hmm. Hearing everyone gasp all together, that that's a really cool feeling. So I think that's another reason for going to a movie theater. Homecoming yeah. is one of my answers too because that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and then there's just going to the theater like when they play uh, when they play like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, your local theater, and you go just because it's one of your favorite movies and you want to see it just a little bit bigger than you usually see it. Yeah, the theater experience can also. I have a funny story about the homecoming situation because when that when that scene happened when he opened the door there was a person behind me that literally shouted oh hell no <laughs> he just like, it was it was it was a great a great moment but also not even just you know grand films or films with a large scale I think the theater experience if you know in the right way can also sort of enhance bad films like yeah. I remember when I recently <laughs> I've talked about this went to go see uh, Slender Man. And I wanted my eight dollars oh, back when I walked out. out. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I wanted oh, my eight dollars when I walked out of the theater. But the time I had watching it, as terrible as that movie is, and it is terrible, uh, it's, it's, as bad as that movie is, I actually had a great time in the theater watching it. Yeah. Simply because of the audience reaction, I think like halfway through, everyone in there kind of realized we just wasted our money. So let's <laughs> so let's <laughs> make the most out of this situation. And that's kind of what happened. People were laughing. People were roasting characters on screen. And after a while, it became an enjoyable experience. Even though we all kind of just realized we all just wasted money yeah. going to see this monstrosity of a movie. Speaking of, we were just talking about The Room. What was the movie that came out about The Room? Oh, Disaster Artist. Disaster Artist. That, yeah. that was that scene of that movie where everyone in the theater realizes it's terrible yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, that's starts- basically how my theater was <laughs> yeah. watching Slender Man. That was a good time. That was seeing a good Disaster time. Artist because it was when we went, there weren't a whole lot of people there. But, like, everyone that was there was a huge fan of The Room. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, like, you were laughing at very specific things. Mm -hmm. It was, like, it just... What movie did we see recently where we're the only ones in the theater? Uh, Overlord and another one. And Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. You were the only ones in the theater for Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, we saw it. We saw it on a weekday, a week after it came out. I was supposed to say, like, what? Because we go, like... In the middle of the week when it's like six bucks for a ticket. Yeah, okay, so. gotcha, gotcha. And there's no one there. So you could just talk about stuff. That makes and a lot more sense. I was like, like Overlord I get, but you were the only ones at the theater for record, right? Yeah. Okay. That that's, makes a lot more sense. That's also a lot of fun when you have an entire theater to yourself. You can yeah. just talk and. Yeah, do it does. I don't want to say it enhances the experience, but depending on if you're feeling antisocial that day, like I am yeah. on certain yeah. days, <laughs> to have an entire theater to like you and like whoever you're with actually, mm-hmm. like actually can be pretty like comforting almost it almost like it almost feels like you're in your own personal space right the only exception is you have a much larger screen and much better speakers which yeah. can that's be why great. i think nice. there's just a whole bunch of reasons to go to a theater and that yeah. different movies can trigger different reasons deadpool like the first time seeing deadpool, that was a lot of fun whole, like i'd i'd say about half of those people were de- dressed in some sort of deadpool costume including or attire you. including me <laughs> and you and Devin. because you, you, you had that mask i had a mask and a hoodie all the, like the, one of those hoodies zips up that was a lot of fun because you're like you were surrounded by people. I also like the thing you like. You sit in the theater and everyone's laughing, all laughing together. Yeah, that was really great. I will say on your point that the theater can improve bad movies. I walked out of BVS and Justice League with like really good opinions of those movies, mm-hmm. and what? just like seeing it in the theater, like yeah. seeing, like even for what those movies are, I, yeah. I had a good time seeing them. They, well, they then, do have good spectacle. Yeah, is the that thing. is true. They have good spectacle, so it, it, it was enhanced on they're, a big yeah. screen. They're, yeah, they're, no, yeah, I can see And then like a couple days later, I was like... You thought about it, and you were oh, like, that movie yeah. was not good. They're not that good. Yeah. Especially BBS. Justice League, I still kind of have fun with, even though it's that's like, one dumpster of the, fire. Like, you can... The story can be bad, and the, the characters can be not very compelling and everything, but 
when it comes down to it, those have been put together by people that are leading like experts in the like just creation of visual masterpieces mm-hmm. that are like just good to look at and the color like hours and hours and hours and hours have been put in by tons of people that, to like create sound design and just beautiful pictures um, for you to look at. And so I think going to a theater, you can still experience the, the, the spectacle part of it and come out yeah, with some enjoyment sure. from that, even though the film isn't compelling like story narrative wise. Yeah. Well, BVS, I, I, I agree <laughs> with you on sort of like when I walked out of BVS, my opinion on it wasn't as bad as it was now. I still didn't think it was a good movie, mm. but it was definitely my opinion on it. Walking out of the theater definitely was a lot better than it is now. Now, like as I progr- as I thought about it more, my like grade on it got like progressively worse. <laughs> so when I got when I got out of the theater, I was like, eh, that was a six out of ten. Then thought about it a little bit more, I was like, I'm right, moving down to a five. And I think it's I think I have it at like a, a four and maybe now. Yeah. So like I I can understand like initially once you walk out of the theater versus when you think about something a little bit more. Like if the film wasn't that good, I I do agree. Initially, when you walk out, your opinion on it might be better than probably what it will be once you actually have time to sit down. And think about what you just watched. Mm-hmm. Plus, as bad as that narrative was and everything, sitting in a theater and watching that new Batmobile like shoot a gun and then it blows up a wall and then like the base hits you and you feel that explosion mm-hmm. and then the Batmobile ramps up and the whole screen's in front of you where you ramp up with the Batmobile and he's like pulling some car behind it and it swings by and he like kills fire. 50 people. He definitely killed a lot of oh, people. He definitely killed a lot of no. people. <laughs> but just seeing that is just like still just like in, in my soul is like that is so good that is so cool we're just cool. seeing Batman and Superman fight on yeah. screen Man. and like when that's Wonder probably Woman the only redeeming up. part of that movie like even though it was in the trailer like when Wonder Woman showed up I was yeah. like oh yeah, yeah I like this <laughs> now by actually by after Batman and Superman were done fighting I kind of checked out <laughs> I okay, was like yeah. I was oh, like yeah. okay I came when I came to see oh cool Wonder Woman's on screen oh Superman died okay cool let's just leave now mm-hmm. but well, after Batman and Superman fought I was like alright I got what I paid to see that was like whatever happens movies, after this yeah. three movies really weirdly crammed into one it movie. really was someone someone was like okay I have an idea for three separate films and someone looked at it and was like alright I like all these scripts how do we put them together that's not a good idea <laughs> like, I don't care like, hey, you let's know what, put them together you know what comic books people like The Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman let's how just cram them both into one them. Hasn't oh. Henry Cavill only been in one movie? Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Shouldn't we, like, make a Superman? T- nah, don't worry no, no, about no, that. No, 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 It's about the money. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, um, what a what a film. What a film. <laughs> what else? Only way to describe that. <laughs> also, I really want to see Jurassic Park in a movie theater. Like, the first one. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised I no one mentioned that. I love yeah. Jurassic Park. And I know you are only recently have seen those. When did you watch those for the first time? Uh, I, I saw Jurassic Park the first one a while back. I didn't see the second or third one until a few years ago. I just, I just feel like, especially like when you were my roommate, and I was like, I love Jurassic Park, and you were just like, eh. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Right. Eh. Even, oh, just like, especially like that first one. Like I hear mm-hmm. stories of when like people were little kids and like they saw that T Rex like roar mm-hmm. for the first time, and they were like. I had like nightmares. Mm-hmm. It was like terrifying. It was that, it's a dinosaur. It's literally a dinosaur. I would I would love to see that. That was like the screen. first time that, feel that in my chest. Of, that quality of visual effects was pulled out. That T Rex was real. Like it, it literally. Was real. They, there's only five minutes of CGI in that whole film for dinosaurs. Wow. Like they built mostly practical stuff. Like there was a guy in that T Rex. Yeah, well, he, he was like, he was, well, was. He ate a couple. Well, of them. yeah, that. <laughs> and one almost got crushed by the metal that made up that T Rex. Really? It was a, there's like to control that big animatronic T Rex. There's like a guy laying inside it, and there's like metal 
support mm. things going through it. And like when it turns a certain way, like there was like a malfunction and the guy was like, I'm about to get crushed inside oh. a T-Rex. Wow. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, so mishaps on the set of yeah. Jurassic Park. Shows. Yeah. I'm such a fan of Jurassic Park. I know all the, the all the near death experiences. The and the near death experiences. I going back to the see movies in the theater. I'd say if I could go back to to one that just like I remember being amazed by as a kid, Tron Legacy is one of those movies oh, where I went Tron. back. Where I, when I was <laughs> when I saw that in the theater, it was just things. It was an entire world that I hadn't seen nothing like before, with us with that score that was like amazing over the over the speakers and like, I that's one of the movies where I, if I think of going to the theater, I think back to like because I was with family too. Mm-hmm. And we just just seeing that whole new world where it was like just this huge spectacle and like I was on TV the other day and I as I saw it and then I had this flashback of you like bugging me for like three days straight. Hey, you want to watch Tron Legacy? <laughs> no, that's my current right now. They haven't seen it yet either, and I'm like, hey, guess where we're gonna watch this weekend? <laughs> Tron, Tron, Tron Legacy. Legacy. So great. That was just before CGI people were good. It, that, that was the one where they started experimenting that with Jeff it Bridges a lot. Is, like, I, I'm sure it's for rough. the time people were like, wow, that is, that's young Jeff Bridges. But now it's like... I'm pretty yeah, sure Red Dead has a better... Red Dead Redemption 2 has better face capture than, <laughs> than, that, than that movie did. I, if I, when I watch it now, I'm like, whoa, that's rough. <laughs> but the rest of it I really enjoy. Like, even though he looks kind of weird, it makes him just kind of this off-putting... I think it, it, the reason that it still works is because it still works for the character. Yeah, and it's in it. It's in like a computer world, so it's not quite. Quick question. That's, yeah. yeah. Is it better than what Tarkin looked like in Rogue One? No. Yeah, I think well, Tarkin wait, looks no. Yeah, I, well, Tarkin looks amazing. I'm, That's what I'm like say. a video game character. I'm okay with placed in a I'm, real life. I'm okay situation. with Tarkin. Okay. The thing with Tarkin is, I think that if someone did not know that he had been CGI replaced and they just went and saw the movie, I think they wouldn't know. But like, here's the thing. Like, I didn't. I didn't even know Tarkin was going to be in Rogue One. And immediately when I saw him, I was like, that is a video game character placed amongst <laughs> real people. It was so painstakingly obvious to me. And obviously, like, I knew the real actor was dead. Yeah. So obviously I knew that that wasn't the real Tarkin, like, the real actor playing Tarkin. But it was it was so obvious to me, even before I, like, remembered in my head that actor had passed away. Just seeing that, I was like, that's yeah. not real. It's, so I was wondering if it was, like, that bad or... It's, um, it's that whole uh, uh, Uncanny Valley thing where the closer you get... Valley. The closer you get to reality, which I think was the problem there, is it got so close. I think it got cl- actually closer than any other like CGI face had gotten mm-hmm. that far. But it at was that point. so yeah, at that point. But it had gotten so close that, and it still was off. That yeah. it was just kind of off-putting. Yeah, which is why I think that works for that character in Tron it's, is because it, that yeah. character is just an off-putting character, and he's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And so when <laughs> he doesn't so look right, it's pretty good for 2010 because okay. that's when it came out. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Rogue One, that like last third act in the theater, I was losing oh, my mind. That was pretty. That like, would be a good thing. Like, to see I movie. have like some less than positive opinions of Rogue One. I think Force Awakens is better. I still think that. That's not right. But, but we'll argue about the same. Yeah. But Darth Vader tearing up that hallway, like I didn't know that was gonna happen. That's probably like, one of my. Favorite you see that shuttle scenes. going to it, like yeah. oh man, here he comes, and then you hear that breathing yeah. and that lightsaber turns on, and I was like, oh, it's on now. Yeah, Rogue oh One's not God. my favorite movie amongst the newer films, but that scene with Vader in the little hallway is probably Flawless. my favorite scene, most definitely. I Flawless. would actually say Rogue One is my favorite film out of all the new ones to come out. Even Solo. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially a bit better. Solo. I would say, I, I think I that solo, solo is better than the than the new than the new um, 
uh, uh, sequels. <laughs> sequels. Thank you. Then the new sequels of films. I think. I think it had a bit like it was. It had a more world building and more of a Star Wars feel, and it really took you, took you to a to like a new world to explore. Um, and then the, the the sequels just just rely too much on. Like it's the Empire again. Yeah, just reliving the old stuff and trying to give you some new mysteries that are just unsatisfying with characters that aren't really thought out well and are just kind of put in it. Yeah, I think part of that problem was they didn't have, I think we discussed this before, they didn't have a cohesive plan. Like I brought up on this Mm -hmm. show before that J.J. Abrams actually had a set plan for who Ray's parents were supposed to be. And apparently they were supposed to be characters that we were supposed to recognize. I I believe it was Simon Pegg that like revealed all of this. Yes. And then like, they kind of gave the reins to Ryan Johnson and he kind of looked at J.J. Abrams' plan and said, I don't feel like doing this, and then did his own thing, which mm. when you're building a universe, you can't let your director do. Right. Like, um, yeah. Which especially seems weird for Lucasfilm to do considering they fired Lord and Miller off of Han Solo for deviating too far off the plan. So right. I'm not sure what's going on over there. But mm. yeah, the Star Wars universe that we have in these new films is not necessarily what was originally planned. Yeah. That is why I think Rogue One, the reason... Because it tied in, Rogue One tied in the prequels to the originals. They It gave the best execution of Star Wars, like visual execution of Star Wars that we had seen yet. Um, a lot of people complain about the characters, but I actually don't mind them. I think they I think they work well in that you can relate to them enough that they can show you around this galaxy mm-hmm. and help you experience the like the time and what's going on enough. So like they're not really a character that you that you invest in as someone that you really like as much as they are like a vessel for you to to lead you through this world and, mm-hmm. and the Empire taking over the galaxy and what that would look like on the ground level as opposed to what you see in the like in the original series, where you just you just kind of see the resistance kind of side of things, and in the prequels you just see like the grand like people in charge and um, the grand wars and all that. But this one really took you through like through these people, took you to the ground level, and showed you what was going on. These really just well made fight scenes and 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 set pieces and all that kind of stuff, which is why I think it's the strongest out of all the ones to come out. And Solo is a good close second, but. I wish they just hadn't branded it as a solo movie and just said some smuggler guy who's going through the galaxy. Donald movie. Glover's in this one. <laughs> Donald, <laughs> Donald Glover's oh, in this one. Oh yeah, keep Donald Glover. Be like, oh, just make it a Lando movie. That would have been there you go. so much better as a Lando movie. That'd be fun. But all right, cool. Um, yeah, uh, <coughs> unless you guys have other points you'd like to make, we can get into the what are you reading and playing and watching segment. I think you that. guys are cool with that. Yeah. All right, cool. What are you guys reading or watching or playing? Um, since finishing Daredevil, I have not, I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but I have not started on it yet. So that's kind of where I'm at. I did watch Annabelle Creation though for the first time. Wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, but still enjoyable. What was that one? Annabelle Creation. Is that the, the doll that is haunted? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what I'm really big horror fan, but I've never seen it. It's in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, oh, it it's, it's a, it's a oh, conjuring yeah. offshoot. It's like the story of how Annabelle became possessed. Like the doll, initially what possessed it and how it became evil, quote unquote. Is it, if you had to describe them, would you say they're more like, are they more like like horror, like jump scary, like conceptually Depends scary? Depends on which conjuring movie you watch. Like I would say conjuring one and two and Annabelle creation rely a little bit more on actual horror. Whereas something like The Nun is just straight jump scares for an hour and a half. That's terrible. And they're they're like obvious jump scares. Like they like you'll be like the camera will do like a POV, 
and it'll like pan away. Oh no! <laughs> and then I'm like, well, gee, I wonder what's gonna be there. And we come back, and boom, there's something scary. I'm like, oh, well, no one saw that coming. I've heard super positive things about the first two Conjuring's. I like. Well, I've seen. I've seen there the first with, like, the best horror. Very, very good. Well, uh, the Conjuring two maybe not. Uh, it's still good, but I wouldn't put it up there with some of the best horror movies. Maybe the, but the maybe first, first Conjuring, one. yes. Okay. Conjuring two, was, while it was still good. I thought it was lacking in certain areas to try to put it up there with the first Conjuring or even other some of the other you know great mm. horror movies that we've gotten, but I still really liked it though. Gotcha, cool. Um, I we both actually played some things. We played the Red Dead Online beta dropped, and Star Wars Battlefront Two got an update. And <sighs> Bryce, you, you give your opinion first of Battlefront Two. Sure, either one. Either one. Well, I'll start with Red Dead. Too, because that's kind of the big thing going on that a lot of people are playing. Really good. They kept everything from the single player except for the they they, they did add a story into this multiplayer. And mm. I think Rockstar has a history of releasing a beta that they think will do well and then adjusting it over a course of a year to be something really great that it can you can play for years and years with your friends. And I think they're starting out better than what they did with GTA online, and that became a great game. They just need to fix a few things to make it um, more playable and smooth, mm. um, such as the economy, which is very broken. The economy the game. is insane. Like, just for example, you get money for missions and stuff. <laughs> so we had a mission where it's like, hey, go steal these horses. And you're like, cool. So you steal the horses, and you get maybe like 50 cents for each horse. Yeah. And then when you go to the store and you're like, I'm going to buy some things, and you have maybe 4 or $5 because... Back in the day, you had five bucks and you could buy a lot of stuff at the store. Mm-hmm. Can it's, of beans. It's, it's like it's like it's priced for like today. Really? A gun you, will be you, about a thousand dollars. Yeah, you like. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we a can of this. beans. A can of beans will be about one fifty to two dollars, and a can of beans will like give you enough energy for one mission. And wow. if you're so making five dollars a mission, for, for comparison, the best pistol in the game is the Mauser. It's like what they use to dress up Han Solo's pistols. So like mm-hmm. you take away like the sci-fi stuff of that, it's like kind of boxy. And whatever that back in the day, back in like the 1900s, was about thirty five dollars, which was a lot of money back then. In the game, it costs a thousand dollars. Wow, <laughs> which is what you would pay for for maybe one of those now. Yep. Nowadays, it's like they're pricing things for today's money, but you're getting but you're getting money. pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Which yeah. Wow. we we theorized that they're because the story missions I went through and played them uh, actually today. And they pay you like two hundred and fifty dollars for some oh, of those missions. Okay, and so I think that they're throttling some of their like some of their payouts in the game for the beta, mm-hmm. so that Rockstar has this pretty bad history of um, they'll have a lot of way people. It's they they come out with grinding games, so like online grinding games, um, and people will find a way to exploit. Um, a lot of their money and like and become like billionaires within like the first week of beta testing. So yeah. I think they throttled it. That's so fair. that no one could really make a ton of money off the off the beginning. That's very fair. Also, we didn't play any story missions. We just ran around. Yeah, doing dumb things. Pretty well. Which is still fun. Like you just like because you can you can team up with your friends or you can be in the same server with them. <coughs> but if you're not in a team, you can just kill each other. Fighting mechanics. So, best best online fighting mechanics of any game I've ever better, come across. Yeah. So, it's it's been us just running around lassoing and running each over running each other over with horses and so, getting into gunfights. You have so many especially fist fighting, so many options that are so fluidly worked into your controller. Like it is it is probably the best. And oh, and fluidly online like um say you have a block, a a grappling and a punch button, 
within each of those buttons, you probably have five to ten variations on how that action can be performed. Mm. And each of those actions are also depending on what the other person does. So if they come to to grapple you and you hit a block, you'll get a much different thing than if they punch you and get a block, and also yeah. depending on how your people are stationed. So it's a very fluid, and they did a great job with that, mm. which kind of leads into Battlefront 2. Yeah, so Battlefront 2 got an update where they dropped... <coughs> Earlier this month, the month, they introduced General Grievous as a hero character. And then as a hero character? And then recently they introduced Obi-Wan as another hero character, so it's like right. the, the verses. Which and then, finally. And then they dro- yeah, finally. They should have been at launch. And then they dropped Geonosis as a map. So Incredible. Last night, we kept canceling, canceling, canceling Galactic Assault until we got Geonosis, and that was awesome. That is what I've wanted for Battlefront 2 since the beginning. The scale of that map is insane. It's like... Really brings you into cl- the fight. Like clone troopers everywhere and like the walkers you can finally control and there's gunships overhead and it's like everything that I love like about the Clone Wars like even like from the show and like the movies and like Obi-Wan's there and he's doing the he's it's the voice actor from the Clone Wars. All the, all the voice acting is, is all Clone Wars voice just, acting in the it's, game. It's amazing. The scale is awesome. It's Wait, so, so Obi-Wan wasn't in the game at launch? No. So it was like the, choice, but the okay. only prequel uh, hero slash villain characters at launch were Yoda and Darth Maul. Darth Maul. I think that was it. And, yeah. Vader wasn't in it? Vader, so I guess Vader kind of in it, but Yeah, not. but, like, original trilogy Vader. Yeah. And, like, Darth Sidious in episode six. I think... And- Chewbacca doesn't really count. One of the okay. one of the big things with these, I I think they've gotten this directive to focus more on these sequel trilogies mm-hmm. and the original, um, because their first game only had the original original um, uh, original trilogy ori- original trilogy maps and game and game modes and things. This one, I think they just put like they stapled on prequels as a last thing, but. Um, the first two Battlefront games were almost all prequels, and that is what people remember and really love because in a game like that, you want a lot of like world building and a lot of like weight behind your two sides, and you just don't get that weight in the Rebels versus the Empire because the Rebels versus the Empire, when you think about that kind of fighting, you think like a small group fighting the Empire, so it's a lot of like... You know, like work your way into the work your way into the thing and and steal like a small group of of yeah. Of, it's it's more like ragtag groups yeah. versus like the big authoritarian full, bad guys. But like the Clone Wars, it's like full on militaries and there's Jedi. And that's the type of game that this is. It's that, a full yeah. frontal assault on two equally equally matching sides that are smashing against each other. That's what the and like Dice and EA. That's where these these games really shine. And that's what the people want. I'm imagining the reaction is going to be really positive. From it, just because I was turned off from Battlefront Two for like months, I was like, "Yeah, whole year since it came out." The all the systems are like screwed up, and I I don't have fun with it anymore. But then this dropped, and I was like, "Okay." And they fixed a lot of the. They fixed a lot of the. You can spawn on squads, which actually makes the map like dynamic. You can like you can use planning, like team planning. Yeah, it encourages teamwork. Which really helps you like win or lose it. Before you just got spawned in the same location, you'd run into a bottleneck of fire and die. This time now you have now you can spawn different parts of the map and work as a team to push up from different directions, which really helps make it better, like just more mm. fun play environment. But so, I think there's at least some a bit more prequel content coming because they're gonna drop Count Dooku and Anakin. Hopefully. And the five oh first skin with Anakin. So hopefully they'll have at least one more prequel map. That's another so, that's another know. reason for these sequel the sequel maps in that game are terrible. Yeah. All the all of the game content from the sequel 
is just it's, it's not as good. Oh, so boring. I I will I will quit those maps and then go through like a five minute waiting period to get into a prequel. <laughs> Camino or Geonosis. Camino condition. or Geonosis because those one the crate is just a big salt plane that you fire across and that gets real boring real quick, especially after you get headshot from a sniper across the map. Oh Lord. in a second. Just I don't know, terrible. I don't know. I think it I think it really comes from the fact that that in the sequels that 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 universe has not been well established and then mm-hmm. they try to make in game off of it and it, there's no weight to that that fight whatsoever. Mm. Yeah, no, I can see that. I I haven't played a Battlefront game in a long time and I do remember the like the original Battlefront games. But I mean those took place like those came out while <laughs> the prequel movies like were still being made. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that that's what they will focus on and considering Star Wars has made this transition where we're going to pretend like the you know the prequels don't exist kind of mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't surprise me that they're just kind of you know peppering them in here or there and not really making them a big part of the game because i think lucasfilm as a whole is kind of trying to kind of like shun those films and say like these happened but we're just not going to acknowledge yeah. them ever which again. honestly the prequels were probably probably one of, as even as like a kid growing up were probably one of my favorite parts not so much because of the writing and everything like Original trilogy, much better writing, much more compelling yeah. characters. But as a kid, you don't care about the writing. Yeah, but it's as a about... kid, it's the world. Like the, I think what we got in the prequel trilogies was was almost more creative, and they explored this whole world building aspect, doing something much in the way like Lord of the Rings builds an entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Episode Two, I didn't care about how cringy Hayden was. I cared about the guitar bombs mm-hmm. and the arena scene. Mm-hmm. And the gunships and the walkers. You know, like, I definitely grew up on the prequels. Yeah. The prequels are what got me into Star Wars. But it's just one of those things where you enjoy something as a kid, and then you grow up and you realize it's not all that great, yeah. but you still enjoy it. Yeah. The prequels are not that for me. They're that bad to where I've gotten older and gone back to watch them. And I'm like, no, these are just yeah. terrible. Like I can't even find enjoyment in these. At Kill all. your darlings, just straight up. Yeah, I was just like, I was like, no. Revenge of the Sith, I can still find the other ones. Could, yeah, the really. Revenge of the Sith is watchable, but Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Especially Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace are just, like, I can't get through them. Which, I'm really glad they came out with the Clone Wars TV series because that takes sort of all of the... that time period. Yeah. Takes all of the good things that they... Well, it's it's still it still uh, suffers from being a, a children's show. Yeah. Um, at some points. It's just, which is, it's just it's a few fun. episodes that that suffers from. Like, any, like, just skip the Jar Jar episodes and the droid episodes and it's like... But took the, all the compelling yeah. things. The good from thing the about that is like it's it's an it. anthology series. Like you don't have to watch it chronologically. The like mm-hmm. the first chronological episode is until like season three. Oh wow. So you can just like pick a few like there's like a few like four or five arcs in that whole series that are just incredible. Hmm. And like the new season that's gonna come out that they revive Lucasfilm revived it for one for one more season. Mm-hmm. That whole that season is like two arcs that like never aired, and it's gonna lead up right to the beginning of episode three. Including some, I think I think they're throwing the one in from the from the Knights of the Old Republic, the uh, oh, they, the Darth what, Bane Revan thing. Oh, Darth the Darth Raven. Um, because Bane was in one of the lost episodes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bane Bane was in one of the last episodes. He was in that, but yeah. I think they're going to do the Darth Revan one that they had concept for, but not. That'd be cool. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that. I think that should do it. I don't think we watched anything else. We watched Wreck-It Ralph too, but that was fine. The only good thing in that was the Disney Princess stuff. Yeah, which should have I just maintain, been, they should have just made a Disney Princess other all together yeah. movie. I maintain that was that was pretty fun. Yeah. See, like the, the even though it was in the trailer, Cinderella breaking your shoe, like <laughs> I'll, I'll cut you. That, that was, was good. Fun. That was good. I like that. And they they played into the um, what's her name Merida with the, like the Scottish accent. 
She oh, says something yeah, like incredibly yeah. Scottish, yeah. and you're just sitting there like, what? <laughs> I think I think what they were doing is because they had the Lego movie and Ready Player One uh, that Warner Brothers came out with, where they they got to play with their own everything they owned in their own universes, and they got to have a lot of fun with it. I think Disney's kind of felt left out, but they wanted to like kind of put their foot in the Test water. Test the waters, yeah. They're like, well, we want to we want to do a big mashup with all of our characters. They just, just go for it. Just make a just make the like the movie and be like Disney. All of the characters are all in the same place, mm. and they're fighting something. What's it gonna be, movie? So what you're telling me is House of Mouse reboot. Yes. House of Mouse reboot. I want it right now. <laughs> Bringing it back. All right. I think on that note, that should do it for this week. Um, I don't know what we're going to be doing next week because Spider-Verse isn't out yet. We'll probably be talking about all the Marvel stuff. Hopefully we're an gonna Avengers get, 4 trailer. Yeah, drops. hopefully an Avengers 4 trailer and an Avengers game trailer, maybe. That one's more of a rumor. But, yeah, until then, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us on... Basically, all the podcast apps, whatever kind of device you have. If you have an app for podcasts, we are there at Central Michigan Life Podcasts. And you can find us on our website at cm-life.com. So until next time, geek fans, same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.